Hey everybody, welcome back. Glad you could join us again. Hey, Christians of Western culture, especially those who have cars, we gotta talk. Christianity isn't a bumper sticker. Something to think about. We're going to talk about it today on Christianese, as I wonder if this shallow display is one of the reasons Christianity is foundering today. And as usual, we'll think about our Christian subculture in light of this discussion. I'm your host, J.D. Shin. Let's roll. I may sound a little cynical in this episode, but that's part of my journey. I think this is a conversation that's worth starting, so here goes. Christian bumper stickers. We all see them. But what do they really communicate? Anything? Anything meaningful? Well, I have my doubts. I get it. Clichés have these embedded truths in them. But I get the feeling we kind of live by these little stickers. And I wonder if these little displays, for one, meet their intended outcome. And for two, do cliches really plumb the depths of God's incredibleness? <laughs> Today's conversation starter looks at these little stickers. So let's start with these. Do you follow Jesus this close? You've seen that one. And I kind of think that that one is a bit of a rude display that says, hey, you're too close. Back off. So you're using Jesus to passively, aggressively tell someone that they're following you too close. Well, that's rude. And I don't think rude Christianity is really uh, valuable. How about this one? God is my co-pilot. I like the response one a little bit better, and it's it's actually Christian <laughs> to an extent. If God is your co-pilot, you better switch seats. That makes a lot more sense. I mean, it's still quippy and short, and just for the record, quippy is going to be used a lot today. <laughs> so here's another one. Honk if you love Jesus. What? So you get a bunch of people honking down the road, and you... You're either thinking, is there an emergency or did somebody, this, what's going on? <laughs> you're, you're, there's a little bit of a panic. There's another one that says, honk if you love Jesus, text if you want to see him. Well, that's a little bit better because it's funnier because if you didn't put that together, texting and driving can kill you. But is that is that a message we want to really send? I don't know. This one, I don't know. It it just kind of gets under my skin. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. Okay, so are you an apprentice? Are you are you like learning to be a carpenter, and your boss happens to be Jewish? I mean, that's when when we think of the people that read that, you, they kind of go, "What? Uh, what are you?" What are you communicating? I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. And it's it's like a, a way of it's like Christian coding where you where you say to other Christians, hey, we know that our our leader is Jewish and he was a carpenter and he's our boss. Isn't that cute? Oh, this one this one kind of gets me mad. Elect Jesus, your life leader. 
okay, Jesus is not a Democrat, an independent, a Republican. He's not a political leader. He is the, oh, he's God. So that's, that's bigger than trying to say that we should elect Jesus. Election is done by a mass group of people, and then with the result of that election and voting, a person goes into a political leadership. That's not what we do with Jesus at all. And it's, it's just this overly cutified thing to say, uh, don't, don't worry about the voting, um, just vote for Jesus and everything will be dandy. No, no. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that one because I'm starting to get frustrated. Okay. Uh, save gas, walk with Jesus. Similar to that elect Jesus thing, Jesus didn't promise that things would get better. He actually promised that things would be more difficult. It's part of our the adventure that goes with following Jesus. So this idea that you're going to save gas because you have a spiritual walk it's, I know it's not literal. Put the keyboard down. <clears throat> I know it's not literal, but it just kind of rubs me the wrong way that says, if you, if you're, if you have your spiritual walk, you'll save gas. Don't just don't. Okay. How about this one? The Jesus fish, you know, the ichthus, it's got the, the fish and the, the ancient Hebrew word for Christ, Christos, and it's an acronym and all the different things that go with it. Well, in a modern day sense, that means very little to people other than to say, hey, look at me, I'm a Christian. And then you cut them off in traffic, even if you didn't do it on purpose. That doesn't represent Christ well. Or you flip them off. That's a bad thing too. Don't do that and have a Jesus fish on your car. The ancients in, in early times, 20, what, 2040 years ago or so, uh, in early Christianity, there was real persecution. And so people would draw an, like an eighth of a circle on the sand. And if you were a fellow Christ follower, you would make the other side to say fish. Aha, I get it. We're on the same page here. Sweet. So, but then a Roman might see that and go, what are you doing in the sand? Oh, just drawing. So that kept people safe. For us to stick a, a Jesus fish on our car, it's, it's, it's a different statement now than it was then. And I don't know if it's, if it's fully appreciated. So just a little thought on that one. In case of rapture, this car will be unmanned. A couple thoughts on that one. I remember watching Bugs Bunny and Bugs would say things like, oh, joy, oh, rapture. Well, he wasn't talking about he's getting taken into the sky to meet Jesus in the air. That's a whole eschatological viewpoint that not all Christians share, by the way. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's a totally different discussion. But when a, when a person who doesn't have any frame of reference for Christianity reads that, they have no idea what you're talking about. And then in the event that the rapture takes place, 
and your car is unmanned, what are people going to do in that time frame? Are they all going to suddenly become eschatology majors and know what happened? No, that's not. There's a great falling away and all this stuff takes place where people go, oh, good. We don't have those people around anymore. We can kind of do what we want. Oh, no, there's a war and all the things. Read Revelation and Daniel and um, the other prophetic books to find out more. But my point with bringing that bumper sticker up is to say that that doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's just odd for a person that reads it with no context. And even if they've gone, maybe they walked away from the whole Christian thing. They're going, oh, brother, that's not really helping me. And I'll get to some of the pushback that I'm i'm feeling may be the case on this in a bit but i just think that that's an odd one for people to read here's another one a life without jesus is a dead-end street okay cliche there's truth to it a life without jesus may be a dead-end street and in, in, the, in the theological, doctrinal sense, yes. I get what you're getting at, but is it translating? Is it just one of those judgy things that we like to say? How is that being perceived? Okay, moving on. God answers Nemail. <laughs> you guys. Oh, no. Let's not do that one. Okay, so you, you send an email to God by getting on your knees, and he answers it, and he gives you a yes when you say that. I don't think that's how God works. Just saying. It's not like Bruce Almighty, where he just gives yeses all the time if you get on your knees. I get it. We're saying, pray, and God will answer you. That's really the truth of the matter. But again, quippy little short phrases don't exactly plumb the depths of what, what all of this whole following God thing really means. Okay, this, is, this one's not necessarily a bumper sticker, although I have seen it as one. And it just, it irks me. And I'll tell you why. Let go, let God. You know what irks me about that one? And it gets me kind of like it makes me itch almost. Read the Old Testament. The entirety of it. Read the whole thing. What does God do? Does he say, don't worry, you don't have to do anything. No, that's not what happens. He has people say things. He has people do things all the time. He partners with people. We get to be included in this, in this whole God adventure, right? This whole big thing that is, is not small and insignificant. God partners with us. It's a privilege for us. So by reducing it down to let go, let God, we miss the point. Okay, another one. If you died tonight, would you be in heaven or hell? I've seen that one just plastered on the back glass of a vehicle multiple times. So if I'm, I'm an agnostic and I read that and I go, you know, I don't, I don't really think that those two places exist. So that question is irrelevant. True or false? It, it doesn't matter to the person reading it. And again, I've, I've got some pushback that I've, I've, I've actually thought through um, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on in a minute. Normal isn't coming back, Jesus is. 
I've seen it on t-shirts. I've seen it on, um, on bumper stickers. And again, it just doesn't translate. Here's another one. Don't let my car fool you. My treasure is in heaven. Okay. I have a reliable vehicle and I like it. It's, it's cool. It's good and so forth, but it just, it sounds a little arrogant, uh, to be straightforward on that one. Um, and I don't know that, that one's just kind of annoying to me (laughs) and I get it. Jesus said, make your treasure in heaven. True. Do you need to put it on a bumper sticker? Did he say, make your treasure in heaven and make sure you add a bumper sticker that says where your treasure is? I don't think that's what he meant. How about, uh, this one is, again, another one that I don't think really communicates the, the whole point. When you see it, it says born squared and intending born again. Well, why are you saying that on a bumper sticker? If you're born again... Isn't that a life reflection, not a car reflection? Just saying, something to think about. I break for Jesus. I have no idea what that means. When I see the word break, I often think of the Department of Transportation and the flaggers that are out there saying, hey, slow down, we've got some construction going on. I break for flaggers because they tell me that there's a thing up there or I, I take a break every day at my work and I pray then. Okay, good. But again, is, is that, is that a thing that we need to put on a bumper sticker? What is that actually saying when we put that out on, on our, our public site things? Okay. And last one, um, again, this is, this is one of those, I don't think it really translates into the real word world into communication with other human beings that see the world in a different uh, perspective than we do. One cross, three nails, four given. <sighs> yeah, that's something to be in awe of, something to meditate on, something to think on, something to really be amazed at. But when it gets put onto this little bumper sticker that's that that just shows that it's this simple thing the gospel is a simple message with a complex understanding but to to dole it down into one cross three nails equals four given it just i don't think that it's getting there and our our atheist friends created a meme and if you don't follow social media. You may not know what a meme is. I'll briefly describe it. It's a, it's a picture and then a comparison picture. And then a little phrase that kind of describes it. And it's, uh, the thing that I saw on there's for, from these, from atheists that, um, or agnostics or people that believe differently, whatever the, whoever the writers of this are that, that kind of capture our, our trite thoughts versus our behavior. And the first picture is this well-known person that's a professing Christian, and it says, offended by outward atheists. And then the bottom picture shows all these bumper stickers on a car, and it says, has several Christian bumper stickers. And the point that is being made there is that we get all offended because somebody has a different belief structure than we do. And, And then we profess the gospel via our bumper stickers what we're communicating is something entirely different than what we mean with those. Or how about, here's, here's another one. And this one cuts deep 
And again, this is how people perceive what's going on. And it, this one comes out of a lot of pain. I can tell by the way it's, it's written. It says, there's no hate like Christian love. Whoever has that one up clearly is coming from a place of pain that's caused by us Christians. Maybe it was one person, maybe it was 10 people, maybe it was a whole life experience. I don't know. But the point is, people's perception is that we are judgmental, rude jerk faces. All true. <laughs> yep, I said it. Now we got to deal with it. We've become trite. We're not what we'd be called thought leaders. And it's partially because we have so many of this kind of thing out there. And it dulls down the adventure of walking with God. It dulls down the, what the Christian faith is really all about. And it's in a misguided attempt to make these deep, thoughtful, meaningful truths into quippy, short phrases. And sure, they are a more memorable way to grasp onto, or at least start grasping onto some sort of deeper thought process. But that quippiness, it comes with a cost too. I kind of equate it to the guy in the stands at a football game with John, a big John 316 sign. Okay, if, and that's a big if, if someone doesn't know what that scripture says, do you really think they're going to turn off the game, dust off the Bible that they inherited from their grandpa, and find that verse and decide, you know, that sign really spoke to me, and I read John 3.16, and I'm ready to put a bumper sticker on my car. Sorry to be Darren Downer, but the person who happens to see that sign is more likely to, A, already know what it says, and go, hey, I know that Bible verse. Oh, nice, he made the PAT kick, woohoo! Or B, dude, put your sign down, the people can't see behind you. Or C, hey, that looks like Jeff from work. Did he save someone a seat in section 3, row 16? I can hear you saying it now. Hey, this is part of my witness. Okay, what's the result from that? How often do you have someone pull you over to talk about your bumper sticker? So how effective is it, really? But what about that one person that that does get ministered to by it. Okay, let's talk about the Jesus go, he gives the parable of the lost sheep. There's a hundred of them and one goes missing. He goes and he finds the one sheep and protects it, right? Saves it. The difference is Jesus has the ability to be with the hundred sheep and go find the one that's lost. So our ability to save the last one, we've got to think about effectiveness. And I'm more than willing to hear people out on, on what their thought processes are, dear Christians. But I think we're, we're making ourselves seem more shallow than we have the capacity to be. So I want to suggest something here. Relate to people and be the love. Maybe bumper sticker a little bit less. It's pushy and it's shallow. Well, that does it for today. Remember, if you're offended by something I said, 
you're welcome to message me. My email's in the show notes. But remember that with offense, there may be some truth lurking. I'll talk to you next time. I love you. To support Christian News with J.D. Shin, click in the show notes. It'll help my dad create future shows.